Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. My name is Ella Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing uh, the Meyer Capital Group. Meyer is a fee-only investment management and financial planning firm founded back in 1963 by Clarence Whipple, now managed by his grandson, Tom Meyer. Meyer has been providing superior financial advice for five decades. They have grown from managing less than $2 million in assets to over $600 million today, and they've been given the opportunity. We're going to talk about how they got there. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. All right, so let's go back in time a little bit. What inspired, um, other than a grandfather uh, in the business, anything else inspire you to get into financial services? Well, obviously, I mean, it was great. My grandfather was almost a, basically a pioneer. Um, he was a CLE RIA back in 1963, which was really unheard of. And um, I obviously grew up with this. It was in my blood. Um, I came in in 1982 when he was, 82 years old, he had a handful of clients, you know, a little less than two million bucks. But what he was teaching me about this business compared to what was out in the other world, if you will, meaning uh, friends of mine, you know, all of a sudden they're selling um, tax shelters and selling loaded mutual funds and selling all product and getting paid, you know, <clears throat> anywhere from 8 to 15% to sell product. My grandfather was preaching to me the virtues of a fee-only advisor, and um, I was lucky enough to, to, to have a teacher like him, and it was very tough, I have to tell you. At you know, 1.8 million bucks and getting paid maybe at that time three-quarters of 1%, and here I am you know, trying to make that work where my friends are out there driving their new BMWs and basically selling product instead of really helping the client, in my point of view. Um, and sure enough, 33, 34 years later, it's nice to see where the street is finally coming to our side, and that is to where uh, put the client's interest first and foremost before your, yours. And that inspired me. Um, thankfully, I was living at home because uh, that inspiration um, 
you, you could starve on <laughs> if you think about it, but it all worked out. Absolutely, and it's incredible that both your grandfather and you, I mean, you have been ahead of your time. Yeah, I, he'd be very, very happy uh, in in uh, what he sees uh, the the street is doing. That you know, we're, uh, you know, with the DOL rule, and it looks like that's coming out. Where you know, uh, it's about time that. Uh, investors have more transparency and that people are, are really going to be on the same side of the table as, uh, as, as uh, they are. And one other thing, too, is not only did my grandfather was an RIA, but he also started a no-load mutual fund back in 1968. And, again, when I got into business, 80% of all mutual funds were loaded funds, if not more, and leaders are not charging 8% off the top. Wow. Absolutely incredible. Excuse me. Yeah, was a nice uh, payday for people selling that stuff. Um, what do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? I, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. What was that? What do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? How far ahead of the curve we really were. And, I mean, when I started, you couldn't give away a fund. You couldn't give away a stock. It was all, you know, tax rates were at 70%. Uh, people were just so used to being sold products that uh, it was the norm. And I, I, sitting at my desk in 1982, thinking about what a fee-only advisor is, if I only really could grasp it like, like obviously it is today, holy smokes. Uh, but let's face it, it was an uphill battle because you're building, you, you're constantly battling the Goliaths every day. Absolutely. Um, now, you have had experienced a tremendous amount of growth. Um, tell us a little bit about how you were able to achieve such amazing numbers. Um, well, I have to tell you, it started with, you know, clients, recurring clients, because they they understood, I mean, it was nice that you could teach your clients about what the heck was out there compared to and what they were paying that they didn't see. Um, and I was in my little house office. I had two people. And I, the, the key is to basically get a great team around you uh, to help uh, grow your business and believe in what you believe. And, and um, that's where we are today is, you know, from, from a two-person office to – 15 or 16 people that all have a common goal of doing what's right by the client, uh, first and foremost. And that's how it all started, is, is basically having the right people around you. And I have to tell you, we also grew because we were at the right place at the right time with Charles Schwab. As if you, you know, when we started, we had no platform. We were like a lump on a log. What the heck is an RIA? If a client came in with $500,000, we'll say, they had basically 10 separate applications, and they had to write out 10 separate checks. You couldn't buy a mutual fund through a brokerage account. You know, and then Schwab came out, out with this platform in the late 80s and early 90s, and lo and behold, holy smokes, we could, we could put everything under one umbrella? It was, it was unheard of at that time. You know, the young Turks today, they don't understand what it was like to not have a platform like a, uh, like a Charles Schwab or a Fidelity or a TV. They were just non-existent. And, and it, to be 
in, in the forefront of the technological revolution and, and the, the only revolution, you know, I look back and say, and I'm, I feel like I'm still a young man, uh, even though I've been doing this for all these years, and I do have gray hair. But, uh, you know, uh, it's just amazing the, the, the growth of this uh, RIA uh, business and independent advisor business is truly amazing. And again, the young Turks can't understand what I'm saying because they just take it for, for granted what we have with these platforms to, in order for us to grow our business. Absolutely, you were so far ahead of the curve and have been doing and for so long. What do you What do you think is coming next? What's the What would Tom Meyer, oh. if if you were oh. 30 years younger, what would you do now? I would I would have I would do a very uh, well oiled machine a, a very cost effective uh, business um, model because I am telling you C compression is alive and well we're going against Rodney the robot and and um, you know we want to especially on the millennials and the newer monies they're going to want more transparency they they want to know what they're paying for their fee they are far more educated than the clients of 20, 25 years ago. Um, and I say that you better have your quiver full of many arrows uh, to be able to compete in this business. That's good advice. Um, have there been any stumbling blocks along the way, any challenges you overcame, and more importantly, what did you learn from them? Because I'm sure it has, I mean, you've been through quite a few bear markets. It hasn't all been just wine and roses. Oh, so I wish it was like that. Holy smokes, you know, I had blonde hair three years ago. Now it's nothing but gray. Holy God. Uh, you know, when, when you, you look back, I think one of the virtues of growing your business is very, very important, not only the team aspect, not only having the right people, not only having the people that believe in what you believe in, having the technology, but first and foremost, have an open mind. We pride ourselves on having an open mind and an open door policy because I don't care. I've been going on my 34th year in this business, and i got to tell you, one of the virtues I love is that, and my grandfather always taught me this, he said, you want to wake up a little stupid every day so you can learn so much because there's so much to learn in this business. You know, don't think you know everything because this business is moving in light speed, and you better have an open mind policy because if you think you're going to sit there and rest on your laurels in this business going forward, you got another thing coming. This business will just go right past you. Absolutely. What do you like best about your business? Um, first of all, I am a very lucky person that I love each and every day that I come into this office, not only from the aspect of what I can learn, but how I can help people. Because that's what it is. And don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining about the few shuffles I made. Trust me. Uh, and, and I worked very hard to get to that, and I've, I've been helped along the way from the people that have surrounded me. But there's nothing like helping people because everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different financial story. Everybody has a different family story. And I think, you know, my grandfather taught me an old saying. He said, uh, there, there once was an owl that uh, sat in an oak. The more he saw, the less he spoke. The more he spoke, the, the more he heard. Now, isn't that a wise old bird? So listening to your clients is first and foremost in this business because ultimately it is all about your clients. And, but each one is unique, and each one has a different story. And 
you've got to be able to listen to that story. Absolutely. You have grown, as you mentioned, obviously a significant team. How do you recruit, attract, and retain such great talent and keep such a great culture? Um, I, it, it, it's, it's amazing, and I'm going to knock on wood on this because we have very little, if any, turnover uh, with our team, which I guess says something about uh, the overall company and how it's run. And um, the, the, to recruit is, let me tell you, it's not easy because we've just had uh, an additional two hires. And uh, I have to say that a lot of the interviewees that we had were coming from a different culture. The, as the RIA business has grown, you still are getting that culture clash of, yes, this person might be good, but if they're all influenced by product and can't understand the RIA way, then unfortunately they're not going to fit. I'm, I'm not going to try and fit a square peg in a round hole. I, I've, I've seen that movie too many times. So we, we pick and choose wisely, and we want to try and get A, maybe the millennial that wants to learn and is, is a fresh mind and hasn't been influenced by the industry, or somebody who possibly might have come from an RIA. It is, I don't think that, um, that, that it has been known publicly of the true uh, dichotomy between the broker side and the RIA side. It is a huge chasm. And it's something that with this DOL rule that's coming down the, the, the pike, it's going to be a rude awakening for the brokerage industry that has been basically product-laden for the past 50, 60, 70 years. So when I'm looking for talent, um, I don't want them to be unduly influenced by product, product, product. With all the success you've achieved, what would you say is your biggest challenge now? Good challenge? I, I'm biggest challenge. Biggest challenge going forward? Yes. The, the biggest, well, the biggest challenge going forward, I think, is from from growing assets is it comes back to the client. Truthfully, too much information too quickly, knee-jerk reactions. It's almost like you go through one correction and everyone thinks it's 2008. So I think the biggest challenge is to, to keep educating our clients, Keep work educating the clients that it's about them, it's about their plan, it's about their goals, forget about the market, forget about absolute returns, look at risk adjusted rate of returns to get you to the to utopia to where you want to ultimately be. And we have way too much information and knee jerk reaction and people get way individual investors are just you know, have have this if it's not Twitter, if it's Facebook, if it's you know, all of these these incredible technologies that have made our life that much easier, has made our life that much tougher as an as a, a investment advisor to, to make sure that our clients reel them back in and explain to them, you know, for the long term, it's not for the, unfortunately for some people, the long term is, is minutes, not even days anymore. That's our biggest challenge going forward. 
Absolutely. What are you doing other than other than doing a great job for your clients to attract so much business? Well, we're very lucky because we're on a platform that, it, from Schwab, for instance, that, uh, you know, refer clients to us, which we're very proud of to be part of, you know, that platform. We've been part of that platform since 1996. Um, so we have grown our business that way. I have to tell you that, you know, Michael Halley is a perfect example of reaching out into the, the uh, Internet world, uh, to to try and it, it, and we have gotten some really great clients from web services. Which I, if you would have told me that five years ago, I would have said you were crazy. But it's amazing how you know potential clients are very very um, comfortable in going through sites such as Napa, for instance, that uh, refer clients to to us or and to other like RIAs that help grow your business. Uh, and of course, client referrals uh, is always a number one when it comes to uh, you know uh, helping uh, grow your assets under management. Okay. Um, what types of out other than, uh, you mentioned internet searches? What types of outbound marketing do you do? Outbound? Zero. Yes. Are you doing direct mail? Are you doing seminars? Are you doing what? Do you, what, what type of uh, stuff for you. The, only se- you know, we, the only seminars we do is, would be through a, uh, one of the uh, brokerage relationships that we have and have lunches or maybe dinners to, to discuss markets. Uh, we do webinars for our clients. Trying outside of the investment world, for instance, uh, we've just done uh, re- recently a social security webinar. We, uh, we've done a uh, LinkedIn webinar, how our clients can grow their businesses utilizing um, uh, a site like LinkedIn. So, you know, we're trying to think outside of the box to do webinars for clients that maybe will help them grow their businesses also. Great ideas. Very, very, very insightful. Um, Anything drive you crazy about your business? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like I said, I mean, you know, too much information too fast, too quickly. Uh, compliance is brutal. Uh, we've gotten to the point of, I mean, compliance, uh, we are, the culture, this is one thing to grow your business in this business now. Uh, it's almost like we've become compliance firms that manage money. Um, and uh, the budgets have gone through the roof. We get thrown in. We're, we're not Merrill Lynch's and the Charles Schwab's and the TD's of the world. You know, we're independent. But, you know, unfortunately, we have to, to go by, you know, what the, the regulators tell us to do, and we got thrown into the mix with everybody else. But it's important to have that culture of compliance in your firm, but at the same time, it is every day a compliance scenario arises. You know, I think another thing that uh, we have to deal with is the cybersecurity and what's going on in the Internet is downright scary. And we have layer upon layer of policies and procedures that we have to adhere to, you know, to protect our clients' assets. Absolutely. With all the changes, you mentioned technology, the markets, everything going on, the economy. Um, How do you stay on top of it all? Well, I haven't slept well in 33 years, but that's my choosing. Um, You know, you have to have the right people that are going to, you know, be assigned, you know, uh, tasks 
and duties, daily duties from when it comes to compliance. Uh, so what you do is you compartmentalize, you make sure that you have the right good people doing, you know, whether it comes to research, or uh, whether it comes to compliance, uh, whether it comes to the technology. You know, I mean, I'm lucky enough where we, we're big enough to do that. I will say, if I was starting today as an independent, it is, it's never been easier. It's never been easier to, to you know, I, uh, what is it, RIA in a box. I mean, the technology that's out there, the, the Schwab's and the TVs of the world will help you. You know, we didn't have that stuff back in my day. I had a little Apple computer uh, with a black and white TV as a monitor, you know, and, uh, when I started. Today, uh, the technology to, 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 to begin your business has never been easier, quite frankly. The biggest hitch, of course, is the compliance side. But the technology side is wonderful, and it's very user-friendly. What are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the most impact on your work? Well, that's interesting. That's an interesting, interesting question. Um, from a from a investment uh, book, uh, I'd probably have to say One Up uh, on Wall Street. Uh, you, you, you read uh, Warren Buffett. Um, I think from our from the business that we have, I don't know if there's really been a uh, maybe your book. Uh, if you think about it, to to how to grow an RIA business, I don't think there's really been enough written on that to grow the business. I mean, from the investment standpoint of view, that's one thing. There's so many books out there about investment, but I don't think there's anything that I've read in in uh, black and white that is going to really help RIAs or would-be RIAs to really get started in this business, quite frankly. So I'd have to say there isn't one. Maybe you should write one. Yeah. Yep. That would be interesting. (laughs) If I had the time to do that. Who is an ideal client for you? Ideal client is a client that is open for us to help them to obtain their financial goals and to, to help them to, to uh, from a family standpoint of view and also from retirement. So I would have to say our ideal client is a client in the mid-50s, early 60s, executive, hard worker that doesn't have the time to invest the money on their own, that is going to put their blinders on, not get caught up in the day-to-day volatility of the market and will allow us to help, uh, you know, grow their their uh, financial money tree, so to speak, to help them obtain their ultimate goal of a great retirement and to help uh, their family members um, in retirement. So that, to me, is a, a perfect client. Um, uh, we have such, so many great clients, and, and, I mean, our majority of our clients are high net worth um, family members or high net worth uh, business owners and entrepreneurs, and we also have some endowments and some um, nonprofits that are great clients also, and, and also some uh, profit pension plans. And what is the first step you would want them to take? Well, to be open and to listen to us after we've listened to them, that, that if we go ahead and, and map out a plan for them, that they will adhere to that plan. Um, 
and know that there will be many twists and turns getting to, to Utopia, that we, we are there to help them along the way, and that we are a, a uh, we are on the side of their, their table with them as, an, as a trusted advisor, whether it comes to business or family matters, that we are there for them, you know, 24-7. That's what we get paid to do. And remember, that's the only thing we get paid to, 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 to basically uh, offer our services to our clients since obviously we don't sell products. And as my grandfather always says, it's the only way to do business in this business. And, that's, and, and, and I have to tell you, we have more clients that are asking about RIAs and, and, and compensation than we've had in the last 20 years, which is awesome. So it's obviously getting out there that, you know, uh, when it comes to investments, there's no free lunch, and that um, when we, we used to have clients that would come in here and say, hey, you know, I went and bought this bond at Merrill Lynch. I didn't pay anything for it. You know, I can't wait for the day when people won't feel that they went in on free bond day and figure that nobody has to be paid in this business. And I don't begrudge anyone getting paid in this business, but all you have to do is disclose it at the point of sale that there is no free lunch out there. And I think we're finally getting to that, to me, utopia. I believe it when I see when people buy a bond that they'll actually show them that they actually did pay something for that bond. Hasn't happened yet. Getting there. You are absolutely right. Anything you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? Um, no, I, I, I think I think uh, I think you hit hit the nail on the head. Um, it's just that I I think and I would be curious that I would love to see what a new younger advisor would have to say. Um, getting into this business. I mean, I, I, I have gone to Schwab Impact, that conference for 23 years, and I am really pleased to say that there are so many new young faces of RIAs that, you know, weren't there three, four, five years ago. I, I would just be curious to see how they view this business compared to the way I viewed it 34 years ago. Okay, this has been an absolutely fascinating interview. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. This has been Seth Green here with Tom Meyer of MeyerCG.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Seth. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.